0: As procurement leaders you know we often go through benchmarks we often will do a competitive analysis about who are their direct competitors how are they quoting it why are they quoting it as such like that
1: Welcome to The Buy Side, hosted by Vendor, where we interview finance and procurement experts from leading companies on negotiation, innovation, and more, in a quick, digestible way. In our second episode, we talked to Omar Ghani, Reddit's first-ever procurement leader, about the biggest challenges he's faced in SaaS negotiations and the tactics he uses to avoid them. Let's jump right in. What are some of the biggest challenges that you faced in SAS negotiations you've run? And how now, looking forward, how do you try to avoid them?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I think one of the main things that I always come across with is, is deadlines. If something is due two weeks from now and it's a renewal, you've already lost a lot of negotiation leverage. So, that's one. But, two is the black box about what is the value of this? So, as procurement leaders, you know, we often go through benchmarks. We often will do a competitive analysis about who are their direct competitors, how are they quoting it, why are they quoting it as such like that. It, you know. And then three is that we're also trained as financial experts to dissect uh, the P&L of an organization. And then we even go so far to understand how much they're investing in R&D. That way we can understand and make an assumption on their profit margin. If we can make an assumption on the profit margin, we know how much we have to negotiate with. But I think at the end of the day, when we go into the negotiation, we have a certain expectation, This the sales agent will almost quote you 2X, 2.5X. And then you have to some, they'll try to meet you in a middle ground and you're not even happy with the middle ground option. So I think this is the challenging part is that what is the right benchmark? And you know, in the, as a procurement leader, you're you're handling 500 things in a day. So, are you going to contact 10 procurement people in your network? No, you're going to probably contact one to two max. And is that benchmark even even credible? And the best way that I can ex- describe it is that, or I can give an analogy to it, is that imagine that you are running a survey. Now you need to have a certain sample population for that survey to be credible. Now in vendor's case, you're increasing your sample population where your survey results are getting more accurate. But if I'm only gonna pick one survey result out of a response set of 100, isn't that survey skewed? And I think this is the problem that we have. And so we use other metrics, we use other things, but at the end of the day, there's, not, there's never a clear picture. About what a true value of a product can be, and it has it gets very messy because there are certain products that were purchased on February one, then there were certain products that were purchased on on December thirty first because then they got the ninety eight percent Mercedes discount of the year.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> you, it's you have to, and I think this is the hard part about how you kind of prepare for all of these sort of things mm-hmm. well,
1: when you. Uh... Started looking into vendor. What was the biggest thing that you wanted to take off of your plate?
0: Yeah, I actually wouldn't even say take off my plate. I'm deeply passionate about strategic sourcing. I'm deeply passionate mm-hmm. about ensuring that an organization gets the best investment at a really great re- uh, return and economic value. Everything costs money to make an organization successful. But you know, my original ideas throughout my career is that I should just hire a staff and the staff will do this work on my behalf. But the more I started thinking thinking about it is that in order to build what I call a strategic sourcing team versus a buyer team, a buyer team will do your everyday negotiations. And I thought, what better way than vendor to do this? Because they're the subject matter experts of being a buying team. If they have really great sample data, if they have the bandwidth, if they have the tactical energy to do it, then as the strategic sourcing leader, I can focus on building my strategy, building my commodities, building the portfolio about when Reddit doubles, how do I prepare for these things from a supplier angle and have my team focus on these things. So it's like saying that I'm now allowing, uh, building a team where they can focus on developing their strategy had as leaders versus the everyday pressure of the 500 topics. And so your ability to focus, your ability to uh, get results done accelerates now because now you're taking away the noise of the everyday, this thing is due tomorrow, this thing is due, this thing has a renewal, auto renewal in eight days, I have to act on this. It's like, no. We're going to advise vendor. we're going to kind of let them know what our desired goals are, but we're going to have a strategic buying team do, our, do the work that we want to build in our overall strategic sourcing department.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Buy Side, hosted by Vendor, a SaaS buying platform for ever-changing B2B SaaS sales. Curious how we can help your company save on SaaS? Get a free savings analysis today by visiting us at vendr.com save. See you next time.